Welcome, guys, back to the Grateful Living Podcast. Today, I'm thankful to have DJ Art Beats with me. DJ Art Beats is a Massachusetts-based DJ, remix artist, and producer. His most notable collaborations include co-producing the hit song Goodbye by Jason Derulo and David Guetta, featuring Nicki Minaj and Willie William, and Cobra Dance featuring Fat Man Scoop and Camel Shake. Art Beats, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Of course, thankful to have you on. So uh, take us back to the beginning, set the scene for everyone, you know, where you grew up, uh, what yeah. your family situation was like, and uh, what type of kid you were. Yeah, um, I grew up in uh, Baghdad, Iraq, actually. I was born there until um, I was 13 years old. And then I uh, came to uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, started the... Uh, DJing a little bit, making music, playing the keyboard, piano. I learned from my brother uh, when I was young. Um, yeah, so a little bit of production, then DJing, and then back to production, and then more DJing, and then now it's both. You know what I'm saying? So now I do uh, a lot of production for a lot of artists worldwide um, and collaborations, and do a lot of ghost production for artists as well. And DJing too. Yes, I'm doing so. That's awesome. Um, so, tell us about Iraq and um, that transition. You know, the first twelve years being there. Um, how was how was that like? Yeah, I mean, coming from the middle, middle well, Iraq, Middle East, uh, it's a third world country. So, uh, not much freedom. You know, not much you can do out there. So. Coming to the U.S. was definitely a blessing for me um, to follow, you know, my dreams and what I want to do. And, uh, yeah, that's that, that's what I would say the biggest difference uh, from coming from a third world country. Uh, you don't have the opportunities like you do um, in the U.S. or Europe, per se. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Do you feel Big like... change from... Yeah. Do you feel like from the Western world... Is there any misconception of how we look at Iraq and and things of that nature or anything that you would like to, you know, speak on uh, being from there? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a tough question. I mean, it's a detailed question I got to get into. But in general, yeah, um, if you don't go there, you're not going to know, you know, much about the culture and how people are living, you know, the, the poverty and uh, all of that. So it's definitely a lot to talk about. You know, if you have specific questions, I can answer. Um, but I mean, alone, just the third world country, the way you live out there is uh, very, very different than here. And the biggest thing I would say is uh, having the freedom to do things. I don't know. I mean, in Iraq is like a, a dictatorship type of country, you know? Um, that's the biggest difference that I saw for me. And other than that, it's just, uh, of course, the language barrier, the, the culture is different when coming to the Western world. Um, uh, yeah, those are the top things I would say that I, I saw, you know, when yeah, I yeah. got here. And, and, and feel free to not answer any questions I, I asked, but, you know, do you still have family there and have they yeah. been affected by the war? 
Yeah, I do have some family still there. I have cousins and uh, you know uncles uh, still out there. Yeah, but most of us did uh, move out. You know, I have people uh, all over the U.S. Uh, I have cousins even in uh, Germany. I have cousins in Australia. So we kind of you know went everywhere. Yeah. Have you lost anyone um, specifically to with the U.S. being there since '03? Um, not really, no. I've lost, I mean, not close friends, but friends of friends that I know. Yeah. But not, not like close members, no. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, talk to us about, you know, especially given what you do now, your introduction to, to music and how that all started. Yeah. Um, Introduction to music, uh, as I said, my brother, uh, my oldest brother used to play the, the, uh, the keyboard, the piano. Um, I learned from him playing by ear and uh, I started, uh, you know, listening to, to certain songs that I like and redoing it, uh, redoing the production for it. Um, and then I kept expanding, you know, I buying more equipment uh built a studio and then kept connecting with people uh just sending my music out to everyone to you know ARs at record labels and other artists i collaborated with a lot uh, locally and kept going and certain people that i worked with kind of uh got involved on record labels and got you know noticed more so i kept in touch with them and more communication here and there. And then I just kept going at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I just tried to take every opportunity I can and, and make it better. And, and here I am, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Not to, to keep um, bringing up that issue. One question that came to mind though, you know, transitioning as an immigrant, um, do you have any pieces of advice for anyone that's coming here you know, maybe trying to adjust to the American culture and, and the language and all that. Um, anything that you look back on? Um, um, it's a tough experience, to be honest. When I first moved here, um, I would say for the first year, year, year and a half, um, it was very hard to uh, adapt to the environment. But I think everyone will experience that. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think just surrounding your people with, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. You don't know what the right people are anyway. But, yeah. um, you just have to go with the flow, to be honest. Um, I try to learn as much as I can. Of course, learn the language first. That was my main thing. And uh, once you learn the language, you understand, you know, you hang out with the people around here. You'll know the culture more. And that's how you get into it. But I don't think there's a, a right way, to be honest, of doing it um yeah. you just have to go over there and everyone i think is gonna feel that weird um you know culture shock you know what i'm saying language barrier of course at first so um you just have to go with it to be honest yeah it sucks but it's just now imagine you know you born here going to a third world country and trying to do it that way i i, I think it will be even harder so yeah. uh so yeah, very good question. I like that question. Yeah, yeah. So you know, what was talk to us about 
what was the stage at which you know obviously you went from you know i i i'm like producing music to i'm now going to take this seriously i'm going to buy equipment what was cuz a lot of people don't do that you know because yeah. they they like the you know and and there's nothing wrong with it but they like the stable route of get a corporate job or whatnot and stuff like that but you had something in you that said you know even if it just becomes a hobby or whatever i'm going to try and you know get maybe some equipment and things like that what was what was the thing that made you buy your first piece of equipment or watch your first youtube video on how to dj yeah very good question um i would say just passion you know being passionate about music in general um i just love music um and for djing i just love making people happy when i dj i love seeing people happy dancing you know vibing and bringing my own touch to the music um that kept me going um as far as business wise it was very hard to break into this business making music and i'm still working so hard to you know move up the ladder but um i still you know i have a degree i have a degree in biotech and chemistry i went to college um i also worked three jobs you know, at once um i worked in a gas station i worked in a pizza place while i was doing music um i also worked in pharmaceuticals uh so yeah i never just did music to make money um uh, it was some as a hobby but more passion you know it's my passion that i always want to follow and uh, and it took me probably i would say 8 years until i started making some money so uh yeah so now it's at a point where you know i have enough projects for my production that that's creating some income so um and then the dj well not as much now but hopefully when you know i just booked some gigs so this summer i'm going to be good for now but yeah i i think it's just the passion that that drove me to come to where i am today it's not you know the how how am i going to make money because if you just think that way you're not going to it's not going to come from your heart and you're not going to do something that you love right yeah so i would say you know uh, i still had to work and you know create an income and then invest that into my music Yeah, yeah. For you, I guess do you have any pieces of advice for someone looking to just start out now? As far as production or DJing? E- either one. Yeah. Yeah, there there are two different things. Um production, you got to, you know, well, both of them you got to be different first of all. <laughs> you got to come up with something new that's fresh. Well, whatever is hot right now but doing your own way or something brand new that that you think people are going to love um but i would say for djing you just got to start somewhere right build a crowd um could be at a local bar or whatever that's how i started and you go from there as far as production you got to just produce music and and collaborate with artists put out as much as you can um and communicate with people you know networking and just don't stop and on and uh be nice to people uh be humble um that will take you a long way you know so yeah. Yeah, just you know just keep going not thinking about okay 
why this hasn't happened, why you just just follow it, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then eventually something will hit before you know it. So what was, what was keeping you going through, you know, the eight years? You know, I think our generation is a, you know, we've grown up in the social media viral next day, you know, success. Um, yeah. But the reality is for, for most people, um, that's not what's going to happen. What kept you going? You know, I think I feel like people do things. I mean, maybe they do them for a year and then they stop. What kept you going year one to four? Um, very good question. I, I always have like a competitive uh, mentality, competitive nature. I, I, I don't like to lose. So that's one of them. Like I never stopped because of that. Um, I always said to myself, I don't care. I'm going to keep going because I saw a little bit of progress and then, you know, no progress. And then I think that alone kept me going. But the passion, I think, again, the passion was uh, always there, never left me and still there. Um, I think that's the driver for me that uh, that keeps me just doing what I love. Because when you love doing something, it doesn't feel like it's a job. Right. And uh that that right there just makes me feel good when you feel good you just keep going with it. <laughs> yeah and you know what like if i wasn't even making enough money now i'd still work somewhere i'll still find a job to work somewhere and do this part-time never stop you know because i i love it so um that's that's always been the driver but i think the competitive mentality that i have always drives me to do better than, you know, what I did before, find the mistakes that I did, you know, my weaknesses and try to get better at them. Um, ask questions, you know, try to learn as much as you can, right? In your industry, you probably do the same thing too. You know, the more you look into things uh, and the weaknesses you have, you better yourself, um, the more you'll see progress, you know, stuff, you know, it will take time, but eventually you'll see something. Yeah. When it comes to educating yourself in terms of DJing or production, is it just YouTube videos or how, how was that process for you? Mm. For, for DJing? Yeah. I mean, you'll see other talented DJs. I mean, I've seen so many talented DJs that inspires me, you know, to see what they're doing. How are they doing it? How can I do it better? Yeah. That, that's definitely, um, advantage for me that i keep doing um production is the same thing you know i, I listen to songs and uh, why this is a hit song why i look into it you know what i'm saying um you know some of them could be a tiktok song because of tiktok it blow up some of them could be you know just a really good songwriter or so yeah i do look into things and understand the business part of it and and how things um you know become popular so uh yeah you have to continue learning and adapting to you know what's out there because it always changes right every three to six months i would say there's a new genre of music right now yeah so fast with the internet so uh yeah it's very 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 tough business to be in um but for me again it's just i love music so it will never stop for me. yeah I guess, you know, um, 
you know, this past year was, uh, you know, a tough year and, and, um, you know, how was, how was COVID-19 for, for your business? Uh, for my DJ business, it was terrible. <laughs> but uh, for my music business, for my production, it was really good, actually, because more artists put out more songs. So uh, that actually helped a lot. So that went up and then the DJing went down. So overall, it kind of equaled, you know, balanced itself out. Um, it is what it is. It's life. We got to, you know, um, just go with the flow. And now, thank God, you know, it's opening up again. So. Hopefully not another uh, yeah. shutdown, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about this, but like, you know, the the formation of my podcast here has a mental health background. You know, obviously I've lost yeah. some uh, someone and that's why I started this. Um, it's something that you said um, has been a part of your life. Is there anything that you'd like to um, say on, on that topic? Yeah, I mean, I I have friends in the industry that, you know, deal with mental health on a daily basis. I know people who actually died as well, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a very delicate subject. A lot of people struggle with it. Um, and I think a lot of it is the medication, to be honest. You know, people get on medication that, they don't know how to deal with doctors put them on something and then before you know it, they're just addicted to it. They don't know how to get out of it or they don't have the right, um, uh, the right doctors that helps them, um, taper off these medications. Um, that's from my experience, what I've seen with people that I know. And it's, it's so sad to see, uh, people go through this, um, on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I mean, what your experience has been, you can tell me. I mean, I'm pretty sure you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I so I, I mean, I've lost, um, you know, two people that I was close to, and then one I was an acquaintance of. Um, you know, I think the main thing that's really tough is, um, you know, it's really about how you are by yourself in my in my mm -hmm. experiences because you know, the person is never showing signs of that when they're with friends because, they're yeah. happy. you know, they're with friends. But then, you know, when they're alone, you know, things get a lot more complex and um, the anxiety gets bad. And um, yeah, you know, I hear it. There's a lot of different situations. Um, but from your experience with your friends, do you think uh, the medication were part of it too? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, so I like, you know, obviously I didn't, you know, obviously, um, so two of them I know were, were taking, I'm not sure if the third one was taking, he probably was taking something. Um, but I mean, you're right. It, it, it can be as, you know, as simple as, you know, if they forgot to take it or, I mean, it just takes one bad night. And, um, yeah. so it could be, you know, forgetting or it could have been, you know, bad reactions. I, I don't know if what was going on with regard to that stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It's... No, no. Yeah. 
a tough situation. We all yeah. go through it. Um, and I feel like it's increasing a little bit, you know? Yeah. More than before. And I think the pandemic kind of made it worse. Yep. 100%. But we got to try our best, you know, to help out as much as we can, you know, if we yep. can, you know. Yeah, I mean, in your industry, Avicii died, what, three years ago? So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yep. and he was, you know, top of the game. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, transitioning, um, you know, do you have any, key, you know, keys to performing? You know, um, mm -hmm. have you ever been like for bigger crowds and things like that? I'm sure when you were, you know, you can get nervous and things like that. Yeah. Any, any keys to calming your nerves? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it comes down to preparation you know, of, uh, of where you're going to get into, but it's a good, good nervous feeling. It's not like, <laughs> I mean, for me at yeah, the beginning, when I first was DJing, yeah, it was weird feeling like, okay, what am I doing? But once you have the right music, you have, you're prepared, um, it gets easier. And now I actually look for it, for it, like that feeling, you know, like that nervous, good feeling. Uh, and yeah, it is different between bigger crowd, of course. Um, but what I find it uh, interesting is the bigger crowd, it's easier to move for some reason. Uh, I don't know why, just to satisfy. <laughs> um, I do like a lot of EDM shows. So uh, yeah, I feel like playing for a bigger crowd for me is easier to move than a smaller crowd. Yeah. It is yeah, nerve-wracking a little bit, but right now for me, it's a good feeling. Um, the one show that I did was very nerve-wracking for me was at the Mullen Center in UMass Amherst. I remember opening for, uh, it was Alesso. Yeah, it was Alesso. Um, there was like seven, 8,000 people. That one was very nerve-wracking because it was one of my first uh, big shows that I've, I've done, you know, for a large crowd. But then once I was on stage for like, not even like two minutes, I was all, all about it. I was like, oh shit, this feels good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you first do it, you're out there like, oh shit, this is weird, you know? Yeah. You get up there and there's thousands of people in front of you like, oh shit. <laughs> I, I, you know, you start thinking, I think you, once you start overthinking, that's when shit fucking hits the, excuse my language. I can swear on you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, then once you feel it, feel it out, uh, everything gets better. I, I love it, to be honest. It's like a rush. It gives me a rush, a natural rush, you know, nothing else. That, especially when you love something, like, you know, doing something that you love, like I love music, DJing doing that it just feels so good <laughs> yeah yeah and for me like i don't do uh, like in the industry there's so many people that do drugs they drink they, you know i don't do any of that to be honest yeah and people think i would do that just because i'm in the industry <laughs> yeah but um i drink once in a while you know one or two drinks but like yeah. other than that i don't really do much so people always ask me like what 
you don't you don't want anything like i'm like no i was like just yeah. playing the music that, that actually makes me feel good when i see people dancing and happy so yeah do you when you prepare for different sets do you like base it you know based on location and what you know where the place is? like how do you yeah prepare for different sets so i don't like prepare a whole set i prepare like a bunch of crates which are like folders um genres of music um and depending on the location of course if, if i've never played there um which is the hard one you know if you never played at a certain venue um you don't know what to expect that way i have all these crates ready and and try them out you know what i'm saying once i see people paying attention to something they like in it i'll stay with that for a little bit you know what i mean then i give them something that i like see how they feel so you kind of have to test it out but now when i go to venues that i know i'll just uh prepare uh newer songs with those genres and go with that so now if i'm opening for a dj that's different too because you can't play you know certain songs you don't want to burn the crowd i do have a, a large set list where i can choose songs from so it's kind of preparing the set but um it's not like oh i'm playing this song first and then this no it doesn't go like that for me it doesn't i usually say if i'm playing for an hour i'll have for two hours certain song selections and then go with that based on how the crowd is feeling. yeah yeah good question <laughs> what's uh what's the key to collaborating <sighs> well having leverage um Having leverage in business is, is everything, you know, you need to build value, right? If you don't have, if you don't build value in yourself, um, other people are not going to value you and other people may not work with you. That's one tip. Tip number two is just be a nice person, communicating with the right people, right? And uh, just not networking as much as, as you can. Um, that helps. But again, if you don't have, I mean, it's so hard to, it's easier for me to do certain songs, certain people than other people, right? It's just the way it is. And again, that comes down to value. What's your value in the marketplace in any business? Um, like for me, when I did the song, you know, when I co-produced the song with David Guetta and Jason Derulo, if I did not build enough value, the record label was not going to say, oh, okay, I right, want to take a stab at this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's other art. So I, I had to build myself up, you know, work with this artist first, move to this one, move to that one, move to that one. Um, there are certain artists that will give you the chance, but not many, I would say. Um, they could listen to your work, even if it's good, to be honest. Sometimes they don't even take a listen to it because they don't know you or so again it comes down to networking and building value in the marketplace what's the difference between where you were say at year two and where you are now when i was in the beginning and now yeah what's well having more it's ha having more value and um having more experience of course better at what i'm doing um knowing the business more so it is a big difference. I mean, uh, I thought I, I was good at the time, you know, yeah. but 
no, you have to keep going at it. And uh, the biggest difference now is having more connections and, and having better selection of music that I've made to present to them than before. Quality. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about the, um, you know, the face paint or the tattoo, uh-huh. you know, and how that, that came about. Um, well, first of all, I never disclose what it is. It's, it's up to the viewer to, you know, to, to say what it is. But um, people, most people think it's face paint. Some people think it's tattoo. So, um, so that's that's my brand. Um, I'm, you know, my name Art Beats is has a connection between the art side of me and the music side of me. So the art side of me, I've, I've always loved art. Um, I used to draw when I was young, um, paint. So that's my art, artistic side, my art side, and then my music side is the beats. So that's how I branded myself. Um, how did I come up with this image? Uh, I came across a big mouth image online. And uh, at the time, one of my favorite DJs was uh, Dead Mouse, who wears a big, you know, I mean, uh, he has like a big mouse on his head. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. But, um, and I was like, you know what? I need to, this guy is smart. You know, he's branding himself. That's who he is. And then at the time I was trying to brand myself. I watched a lot of branding videos. And all it talks about is just be who you are, you know? And it's very hard to do, you know, to brand yourself. And like, but it all comes down to like, just being yourself, right? And for me, when I looked at myself, I was like, you know what? I love doing art and I love doing music. So what can I do? What can I, how can I combine the, those both to make my brand, right? So my name came first. And then after that, a couple of years later, I came across this image. And I was like, you know what? This, this screams loud at me, like, you know, something loud. If I can draw it on me or make it a tattoo on me, <laughs> <laughs> um, that could be my brand, you know, at first, you know, when I did it, I was like, okay, what am I doing? But then I did see people right away taking notice. Okay, this guy is different. Once I noticed that, I, I just, I was like, you know what, let me just do this. I'll go with it. And uh, that's how it came, you know, along. Yeah. Um, you've talked about it a little bit, you know, things like, you know, getting your reps up and things like that. But um, is there anything else, you know, for someone starting out um, that you would, you know, because obviously they look at you, you know, 100K followers on, on Insta, you know, collaborating with big names like Jason Derulo, Sammy Adams, things of that nature. Um, and they, they want to be where you're at. Um, any other keys to, to how you've gotten yourself to this point? Yeah, um, just believing in yourself, I think. That's number one. I think everyone has a gift from God, to be honest. I mean, I, if you don't believe in God, that's okay. But for me, I believe in God, and I feel like everyone is gifted something. It's up to you to find it, be good at it, and keep working at it. And that, that should always stay with you. And then once, once you keep that in your mind and you keep getting better at what you do, eventually you'll reach a, you know, a point where you see results. 
And once you see that for the first time, some kind of result, it's going to make you feel good. And we're like, okay, now I'm doing something right. Then you're going to keep going and keep going. Right. So yeah, that, that I would say is number one is believing in yourself and just pushing nonstop. Yeah. Being confident, you know, and don't be afraid of, you know, letdowns and cause you're going to see more letdowns than, you know, good results. So like most of it's going to be, I would say like 90% of the time you're going to fail. Um, but it's okay, you know. I continue to fail with certain things. But I know that when I'm failing, I'm, I try to find my way out of it and make myself better, you know, why I failed, right? And then eventually you'll get one win, nine losses, two wins, eight losses, and keep moving up. As long as you keep going forward, that's what matters, right? Yeah. I mean, it took me eight years. Some people could take him one year. Some people could take him 20 years. Some people could take forever. But if you keep believing in yourself and love what you do, that's what matters the most, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, on the flip side, can you talk to us, you know, let the fans know what they can expect from you maybe this year and in, and in the future, what, what the future of uh, Art Beats is? Yeah, the future of Art Beats is going to be more um, branding myself as a DJ. Um, I'm trying to, you know, I've already DJed a lot of countries in the world, but I really want to go global. Um, want to collaborate with bigger artists. I'm going to be putting out more of my songs featuring other artists. So you'll see a lot more music from me on that. Um, yeah, just keep going independently, you know. That's what I've been doing. I mean, I've signed certain tracks with labels, but I always just stayed independent myself. And uh, I, I see, you know, bigger things coming in the future. So hopefully in the next year or two, you'll see uh, me touring more and more. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Um, Art, we, we talked about a, a good amount. Was there anything um, you wanted to talk about that we didn't? Uh, no, I just want to thank you again for reaching out to me. Um, I love, you know, doing these type of interviews because they're meaningful to me and I appreciate that and keep doing what you're doing. Man. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I just, before we end, I just want to acknowledge you, man. It, it's, it's awesome to, to really get to know you better. And I know your fans will really enjoy, you know, um, hearing this process and uh, to anybody starting out, you know, whatever journey you are in, you know, Art talked about, you know, it took them eight years. So um, be patient in whatever you're doing and um, you will see the results. And, um, you know, and I, I don't know if, uh, you know, the places that you DJ to uh, the people, thank you, but um, thank you for doing that, you know, because a lot of times people uh, have had a tough work week and they need to just dance it, <laughs> dance it out on a Friday or Saturday night. And um, people like you uh, provide us with great, great memories and, and times. Um, thank, you, any, thank you. Yeah. For anybody that wants to uh, follow you or support you, do you want to just let them know how they can do that? Yeah. Um, on Instagram at DJR Beats, on Twitter at DJR Beats, uh, on TikTok at DJR Beats. If you still use Facebook, <laughs> Art Beats Music. Um, yeah, Clubhouse. I just started to a DJ Art Beats. 
uh, Snapchat at DJR Beats. Yeah, anywhere just at DJR Beats, you'll find me. Or just Google me too, you'll find me too. Cool, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you.